Greetings, welcome back to HM Live. The end of December 2009, just a few days you begin a brand new year. And over the last few weeks, I have been challenging you or last few months with this leadership training, I've been challenging you about doing God's business, God's way, which is with excellence and focusing, for us at least, on constant improvement. Christmas for Christ. Got to have your help. Deadline for your offering the last uh, Sunday in January, and it's still not too late to give your biggest gift to Jesus for Christmas, although Christmas has uh, just passed us by a few days ago. Um, let me just do a little review. I, I've talked about our God being a God who's interested in excellence. Um, in the last session, I, I talked about the changing world that we're part of and that uh, to be relevant does not mean that we become like the world, but that uh, we, we find the world's needs. We find the situations that we can respond to and we do something with and we do something about those things. And uh, as we do, we find God's vision for us and, and we constantly get better at fulfilling that vision God has for us in our local church setting. I use the term constant improvement. Let me build from there. Constant improvement means change. Uh, there was an old adage that said two things are certain, death and taxes. Well, uh, now three things are certain, death, taxes, and change. Uh, I, I read an article about uh, the challenges that are facing leaders in a rapidly changing business world, and this came from uh, the Royal Bank letter out of Canada. And it said that someone described management as a Chinese baseball game. In this mythical sport, both the ball and the bases are in motion. As soon as the ball's hit, the defending players can pick up the base bags and move them to anywhere in fair territory. The batters never know in advance where they're going to have to run to be safe. And the author said that metaphor very much applies to the pace of change. And of course, he was talking about the business world that's happening around us today. I would say that future leaders, leaders who are going to be effective for the long term, are going to be lovers of change. Constant change, uh, to some degree, because change is is a bit chaotic. They're going to, to, to enjoy the chaos. But at the same time, they're going to understand it's not just change for the sake of change. It's the right kind of change. Now, I want to bring this home to us in our thinking in a discussion using a term that I'm not sure we use as much as maybe we should around the church, it's a consideration of our customers. Customers. Now, you say our church don't have any customers. Well, I've, I've seen some that don't, and uh, that means it's just the pastor and his wife and family there because they don't have any customers. How does a business know who their customers are? It's a person who uses or needs uh, their product. Have you ever... Uh, had somebody convince you that you needed something that up to that point in time 
you didn't need? Well, that's kind of what evangelism amounts to. Everybody in your town needs this. They need to repent. They need to be baptized in Jesus' name. They need the infilling of the Holy Ghost. They just don't know it yet. So when you, uh, you, those people are potential customers. They are the ones who need this thing. And I hope I'm not insulting anybody with using that term, customer. Who is it that is the customer? Or maybe you're more comfortable with the term client for your church. Who is it that you are serving? That's, that's a term that's very biblical. Who is it that we are serving. Somewhere along the line it dawned on me that ministry really has two very different types of customers. There is, uh, first of all, what I call uh, the growing saint. This is a person who's saved. They may well have been in church for a year. They may have been there for 10 or 15 years. What are the needs? This customer, this growing saint, uh, I, I've begun teaching a, a series called the Apostolic Continuum, and it's about keeping people growing, people moving forward to the place that, that fulfills God's intent for them. The growing saint, what is it that they need? What is it that this particular customer needs from me? Okay, that's, that's one sort of customer. Second sort of customer is what... I call lost soul, and I borrow that term from uh, Pilgrim's Progress, the book Pilgrim's Progress. What are the needs of lost soul that ministry should provide, that our church should respond to? Now, stepping back from that, how do we treat, if we are in business, how do we treat a customer or a client or someone we are serving? Well, the old term is the customer is always right. Uh, and yet to put that within its context of understanding. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that the business owner, the proprietor, attempts to make what they have, they, they attempt to respond to the needs of the customer, if at all possible. So if the people I'm dealing with, the growing saint, and the people I'm dealing with, the lost soul, have particular needs. What are the things that we could do? What are the things that you see repeated in your community that could be responded to? What are the things that could be done? Tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, let me just throw this out there, and I'll share this on our website later, but uh, I, I want you to think about your community. Let me know where you're uh, writing to me from. And I want you to email me, ccoon at upci.org or just uh, the HM Live uh, email address. And I want you to give me just as long a list as you can. I'm going to keep this open for a couple of weeks. Whoever gives me the longest list of customer needs in their community broken down two sections, Growing Sane and Lost Soul, I'm going to send uh, a copy of the book I wrote several years ago, Questions Pentecostal Preachers Ask. And um, I'm just interested in, in what you see. I'm interested in, 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 in kind of stirring this up. And again, we'll share uh, this on, on our website. Uh, 
How has the clientele of the church changed? Now, I'm not an old guy yet by the stretch of anybody's imagination, but uh, the audiences that I preach to, whether it's in a church of 500 or uh, as I have been lately in on missions churches pretty often where there was 20 and 25 folk, those audiences are very different than the one I would have preached to uh, when I was a 19-year-old pastor. Very different world. Um, people walk in. A uh, significant percentage of the couples we will deal with who are lost soul are not married couples. Now, they may be together. They may have five children uh, that are their kids, plus sometimes one or two that, that they've brought into the relationship uh, from from other relationships, uh, different world, different set of circumstances, different set of issues. We're, we're having to talk about things we didn't have to talk about. What is the church doing to respond? What are you going to do to respond to the changing needs of a growing saint? Um, what are you going to do to respond to the changing needs of lost Souls. There's a philosophy here. Ministry has to respond to the needs that a person feels like they have before that we respond to the needs they really have. Jesus did feed the multitude. He did provide loaves and fish. He did heal those who were sick. He did respond to those sorts of of needs. This needs to be the focus of our churches. We've got to focus on the customer and the client to pretty well everything, to the exclusion of everything else. When the CEO of a company that owns a number of uh, franchises of Domino's Pizza gets together with a group of managers from his company, he asks them this, what have you done, what have you done for a customer today? And he said, then we would put up all of those stories, what they've done, and we would vote for the one who had been most effective and would give an award to whichever manager had done something specifically for a customer. The unsung heroes in our churches, the unsung heroes even among our home missionaries, are people who who are doing things for people. But because it's not a grand thing, because sometimes they're not self-promoters, uh, that thing does not get a whole lot of attention. I picked up on that, what this fellow had done with Domino's. And I started doing it with our leadership team. I, I taught them this material about growing saints and a lost soul. And as we said in our staff meeting each week, just about every time, I would ask them, what have you done in the past week for a growing saint? And I'd have them write down something they'd done. What have you done for a lost soul? And I'd have them write down something they'd done. I would read them aloud, nobody knowing who uh, had done which particular thing. And then we would vote as a group on who it was that had provided the best service. Good word there again. Who had provided 
best service to a growing saint or a lost soul. Now, uh, caveat, it had to be a real thing done to one real person or a family or whatever. It couldn't be, well, I, I, I did a great Wednesday night Bible study. It had to be something where you were serving a specific person. It is a great idea. It helps raise the awareness. Those of you who have uh, leadership groups, you're already raising up. This raises the awareness. This gets people where that they're thinking about serving other people. It, it becomes an attitude. It becomes a philosophy. We need to become obsessed with ministering to growing saints and to lost souls. To do that, there's going to be constant change. You're going to have lunch with people you've never had lunch with. You're, you're going to deal with people, have them in your home to encourage them that you, you used to wouldn't have those kind of folks in your house. And the same's going to true, be true with the people in your church. A couple of prescriptions for progress, and then we're out of here. I realize we remain in the holidays. First is this. Leader, pastor, preacher, do something today, now for a growing saint or a lost soul. Second prescription, obsessively begin to put the concept of meeting the needs of growing saints, discipling people, putting them on this apostolic continuum and never stopping the growth process in their life. Obsessively put that concept of meeting the needs of growing saint and lost soul into those who serve around you. Ask the kinds of questions that I would ask of that leadership team, the kind of questions that the CEO of uh, this Domino's franchise group would ask as well. Listen, we have a responsibility. Doing God's business God's way is not just me walking in on Sunday and having a little sermon or sermonette, but it's really touching people. It's being there, hearing their hurts, healing their wounds, it's lifting, it's encouraging, it's speaking that word, it's giving direction and uh, common sense that is not as common as it used to be. It's teaching people how to conduct their lives with modesty, to protect themselves from uh, the, the worldliness that is uh, so invasive, to teach them that, that Christ's way is a very different way. All of these things, and again, it's a progressive thing. It takes a lot of time. I'm interested in the things you see that can be done in your community to help uh, growing saints and lost souls. I'm interested in what you are doing. There's so many wonderful ideas that home missionaries and other churches around North America are doing. I'm excited about God's work. This is a great time to be in His church. Christmas for Christ, I need your help. Greatest things happening in North America are happening today in home missions.